Every trainer I meet has a stigma around making money, but by making more money, you're going to be serving more people because you've just released your net so much further. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. And I'm that other co-host, Michael Palmer. And Michael, today we have probably the most exciting and commercially impactful topic that we could possibly talk about. I'm speaking, of course, of the concept of authority. Why is that so important, Michael? Well, I mean, just thinking from a market standpoint, if you're the authority, people are going to actually choose you and they're going to want to pay full pop for working with a person that's the authority in the marketplace. That's absolutely true. I mean, the very term authority means that people are more apt to listen to you, to, to follow your advice, and to want more of what you have to offer. If you're the authority, you're the go-to person in your particular niche market, that's a very powerful position to be in, isn't it, Michael? Yeah. I mean, if, if we think of examples in the marketplace, doctors, lawyers, judges. These are people who already have authority. People don't come to them saying, hey, should I or shouldn't I do this? They go, what should I do? And when the authority says do this, they go do that. So imagine having clients coming to you saying, just tell me what to do. And when they tell you to do something, the clients actually do it. No, it's a very powerful place to be. It gives you, as a, as a thought leader, more credibility. It gives your client more confidence because they're going to believe that what you say is going to work. So they're actually go in there with the right attitude and the right mind space. And from a commercial point of view, you're going to make a ton more money being authority than just being Joe Schmo or Jill Schmo. Absolutely. And the business of thought leadership is... Being a thought leader is uh, uh, one of the benefits is you become a market authority when you have thought leadership that people consider to be leading in an industry. And that's what this podcast is all about. And it's what we do is help entrepreneurs build market authority. And so TM. I'm TM, <laughs> absolutely. And I'm, I, you know, that's why I'm excited we've got Dan here today. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Dan, Dan Dan's story is pretty amazing because, um, as you know, uh, Michael, I started working with Dan in uh, July of 2015, and he was uh, always uh, a man with a lot of passion and ambition, but things weren't going so hot for him then. Very rapidly, just through sheer hustle and grit, he took his business from about seven clients to 18, 19 clients. But then he joined us in uh, one of our high-level mastermind programs, E-Circle Academy, and he really started to understand the concept of establishing himself as an authority, and he did that. You know, and his story is pretty remarkable because as a result of doing that, he went from barely being able to make his rent and bussing it all over town to train people because he was a personal trainer to being the absolute undisputed market authority in his niche and having people come to him to want to do business with him. So with no further ado, I think let's get Dan on and have him share a story. You bet. So uh, welcome, Dan Nisker. It's great to have you here, my man. Great to be here. It's an honor. 
Well, you know, Dan, this podcast is called The Business of Thought Leadership, and people are really interested when one of our guests comes on board to understand how they operate their business. What are the tips, tricks, secrets of their success. But the best way, I think, for us to get to that is if you could tell people a little bit about your backstory. I mean, how you got started in, in, in your business, what it was like, you know, uh, what the struggles were that you faced, and, and, and then what led you to be the market authority that you are today. All right. So I'll first start off saying how I got started in the business. So I worked for a couple different private studios before, realized I really wasn't a good employee. So after that, I decided to be an entrepreneur, work for myself. So I, I initially had that high of I'm in business for myself. But after a few months, it died. I was very, struggling very hard to get clients. I, I had a lot of self-doubt, actually. I didn't even know if I wanted to continue. But then I got in front of the right people, got the right mentorship. And then, yeah, things just started to take off. Great. So talk a little bit about how you decided to kind of choose the target market that you're working with and how you establish yourself as the authority in there. So, so it's funny because actually, as you and Michael know, I tried other markets before. I tried, tried a few, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, tried, uh, I tried medical doctors, specifically cardiologists, and that crashed. But then from meeting this remarkable man that we're in a volunteer group with, he's actually a Paralympian. I just discovered, I was like, hey, here's a market that I don't know a single person in Canada really attacking. And then, yeah, I just learned about it and hit the ground running. That's awesome. And what, what have been the results, Dan? I, I think people want to just get a sense of, of what you produced as a result of establishing yourself as this authority. Well, first off, my, my client base grew rapidly. I went from 18 to over 260 clients. Wow. The, the income went up substantially. Um, That's always good. <laughs> I, I'm thinking it went up like in the hundreds to 200s, uh, you know, percentiles. Yeah, so basically. Multiple times. Like <laughs> that sounds like uh, like in the 2,000, 10,000, 20,000. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's actually crazy. incredible, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, right now I'm, I'm making just over a quarter of half a million and I'm on track this year to make half a million. Wow. That's amazing. $250,000 from literally seven or eight clients struggling along. How long did you struggle along at that level where you had just a handful of clients? For for two years, actually. Two years. And then you, you got with the right mentors, you got figured out the whole concept of a niche market and you figured out the concept of being a market authority. And in how, how long, like this has been just over a year now. Yeah, I mean, first six months I grew to over a hundred clients past a hundred K. It's incredible. You know, what I, what I really love Dan watching you go through this process is in the beginning testing those markets. I think it's great for listeners who haven't or, or, or not working in a very narrow market or a niche market is that you didn't know what to do. Just like everybody else, you didn't know which market, but you tried. There was actually a few more. I remember you were actually thinking about uh, to be's or women to be or brides to be. Right, you were working with women yeah, preparing. Yeah. It was going to like prepare for your wedding. The doctors, different types of doctors, and and the cool thing is actually you went and you attempted to launch in those markets and you failed. But each time you learned something, and then eventually 
the opportunity revealed itself and you had everything you needed to seize that opportunity. That is the success secret right there is it's, you're not going to have the answer, but when you actually go out trying to find it and do the work, the answer will reveal itself and you'll have all of that energy and knowledge and wisdom to actually execute on it like you've done. It's beautiful. Yeah, I totally agree. The the failures just bring you that much closer to the right market. Yeah. So now that you, you know, I, I'd really be curious to know what some of those moves you've taken to actually establish yourself as an authority working with people who have missing limbs. Yeah. So when I first started, my thoughts were, how can I best serve this market? So I started brainstorming all the different communities and organizations such as war amps, different military organizations where people lost limbs in battle. I started researching different chiropractor, physiotherapist clinics, and I would just call them on the phone. Hey, do you serve people with missing limbs? And then if they said yes, I presented them with my opportunity. Wow. And it was just that simple. Yeah, exactly. So Dan, you know, one of the things that you shared with me in some private conversations is that you initially got into this because what you wanted to do was help people with missing limbs become healthy and fit. But your message resonated well beyond that. Could you just kind of explain that for the listener? Yeah. So what I find is really impactful about it is they're not just becoming healthy and fit, but it's really empowering anyone with a missing limb to really realize that they matter, that they can make an impact, and then they go out and can truly be the, the, the best they can be. That, that must be really gratifying for you at, at, at so many levels, right? Absolutely. And it, it must also be a big reason why people are so attracted to your message because it goes you know, below the surface. The surface is we're going to help you get healthy and fit. But it, it, when you peel that back, just like the layer of an onion, you've got a, a, a deeper, more universal message that, you know, people, all people want to matter. All people want to feel that they can be the best that they can be. And you're really powerfully tapping into that, aren't you? For sure, for sure. Michael and I, we found in the States, there was a, um, a fellow by the name of David Vabora. He's featured in Starbucks's Upstander videos, and he's doing something similar to you. He's got a, a, a gym where he serves mostly U.S. Army and, and, and military veterans who have missing limbs. And I, I'd say you're kind of Canada's answer to David Vabora. I agree. Yeah, I actually look up to him a lot. I'm really inspired by what he's doing down in the States. Yeah, I, I love the connection of... You're making a difference that's really meaningful to you, but as well, it's incredibly commercial because you've, you've actually, you're making great income. You're building a sustainable, scalable mm -hmm. business. I know you have plans to take this even further, which is, which is really cool. And I think a lot of the listeners would be thinking the same. You know, you don't get into being a personal trainer or a coach just for the money. But when you can combine, hey, I'm doing this for purpose and I'm also making a lot of profit, that's exciting. And I, I think you're, you're a role model for that. Yeah, totally what Mark said, that every trainer I meet has a stigma around making money, but by making more money, you're going to be serving more people because you've just released your net so much further. That's a beautiful thing, and it's well said. So, Dan, if you were to broadcast a message 
to other people in the fitness industry, be they trainers, be they nutritionists, be they you know, wellness coaches or what have you, what would be your advice to them on what they can do differently to actually make their own dreams come true in terms of uh, profit and purpose? Yeah, so the first thing is believe in yourself. You got a gift in helping people. And yeah, just really do the work to find out the type of people you want to work with and then stick with it and always craft how you can make it better and how you can master your reach. Yeah, that's that's brilliant stuff. That's brilliant stuff. You know, the other thing, Dan, I think is, is uh, I want to bring to attention too is you, you did all of this without really that much of a website. You did all of this without really that much of a, you know, no books or brochures or anything like that. You did it with a very clear message that was powerful, that served a problem, that served a problem for people that they could understand. And as well, you solved solve the problem for the partners of your clients, the people who really want to make a difference, like physiotherapy clinics and different organizations that want to help these people, but not necessarily have the resources or, or that be a part of their business. And so you were selling to really two different clients. You were selling to your partners and your, the people that refer you business. You were also selling to your clients. But you did this without a book and a website. And now you're launching a book because you found a business that's scalable. And we talk a lot about in eCircle Academy is there's new people launching. Maybe they're just getting into the industry and they think writing a book is the answer to getting clients. But a book with a, a really focused message and a really focused target market and, 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 and the message to help those people is going to be a lot more powerful. So we're going to see that $500,000, I think, go a lot more quickly even than the next year with a book that you now have to support your message. And I like to talk a little bit more about that. What had you write the book? And tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so just those things, Michael. So I really wanted uh, a hard-written tool that displays on the authority and something I can give to this market and just, yeah, really get the name out of inspiration for this this market in Canada. And yeah, now I just really want to make it as commercial as possible with the book. Yeah, what's brilliant about the book, Dan, I mean, I, I wrote a book a while ago myself. People said, well, you're not, you know, you're, you're, not, you're not like a best-selling uh, author. At the time, I wasn't. Now I, I am. Uh, so how are you going to make money from selling books? And, 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 I, and what I said to people, I'm not here to sell books. The book is here to sell me. You know, and I think that's the same for you, isn't it? I, I totally feel the same way. Yeah, that's brilliant. You know, one of the things that we like to do, Dan, when we close off our broadcast, our podcast, I should say, is we ask our guest for their top three expert action steps that they would want our listener to take on to help them in the business of their thought leadership. So what are your top three expert action steps? I'd say... Do the research. That's def was definitely one of my biggest kryptonite. I could go out and hustle all day, but I, yeah, I hated to do the the brain work. So definitely do it. It's worth it. And number two, go out and test your knowledge, test the market. That that's totally huge. And three, yeah, you gotta make the calls. That's so important, you know. What you just said is absolutely brilliant. There's so many people in this business who need to realize that 
you got to do the brain work. you got to do the thinking. That's why it's called thought leadership. You've got to come up with new original thoughts that are interesting to people, that help solve their problems. And there's no getting around the fact that you got to make the calls. you got to ask for the sale. you got to yeah. be in front of people. And so many people think, I just love doing what I do. This is so fantastic. This is so beautiful. But they never end up making any money. They never end up having the impact because they're too afraid to get out there and actually ask people to engage with them and do business with them. So kudos to you for really getting that, Dan. Yeah, you got to ask. Can't expect the sale. You, you definitely got to ask. 100%. So Dan, tell us a little bit about your book. You know, let's give a, a plug for your book. What's the name of the book and how can people get a hold of it? Yes. Great question. So the name of the book is Paratuff, the freedom to train wherever and whenever. So I have hard copies for sale and you can also get it online at Amazon. Fantastic. Man. That's amazing. You know what, Dan, uh, on behalf of, uh, of Michael and myself and our listeners, this, this has been a, a very insightful and impactful episode. Thank you for being here and much continued success, my friend. Thank you. It was a pleasure. It's great, Dan. Thanks a lot. You know, that was such a great interview with Dan. A lot of people, we tell that story, they just don't, they don't believe it. They don't believe the results. But we've watched it happen, and we've watched those clients grow, and those people, the difference Dan's making for those people. And it's, it's amazing. It is amazing, Michael. And Dan is just 27 years old. That's the most incredible part about it. And at the age of 27, this is someone who, uh, as Mark Von Muser, our, our mentor would say, hasn't graduated from Harvard Business School, but yet he's making the kind of money that uh, Harvard MBAs only dream of making. He's going to make over a half a million dollars this year, and he's well on track to make seven figures in 2018. I'm, I'm, I'm just so uh, humbled and grateful to be part of this man's journey. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things we talked about is, uh, you know, how do we get Dan's formula into the hands of people. And so for the listeners, if you go to our website and you uh, type in thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com forward slash authority, you can download the market authority blueprint. And essentially it's, it's really simple. As you've heard in, in this interview, it is simple. It can be very simple, but there's definitely a few things that are a little bit complex that you need to figure out and test and do like Dan has done. But when you do them, it actually goes pretty amazingly. So go ahead and download that. You'll find it very informative and start figuring out how you can be the authority in your marketplace. You know, Michael, that's uh, so brilliant what you just said, because this market authority blueprint really is exactly a blueprint on how to take your expertise, your genius, and turn it into a position of market authority for yourself. And to you, the listener, I just want to really encourage you to take advantage of this because it's absolutely free. You know, there's no obligation. This is just part of us wanting to give to you, our listeners, something that'll help you achieve the kinds of results that Dan has achieved. Because why we exist, why we do this is we want to see thought leaders become more commercial and have the business of your thought leadership go to the next level. And uh, this blueprint is fantastic. It's the kind of thing that... Uh, Dan and other thought leaders we know have used to take their thought leadership to the next level. So highly encourage you to get a hold of a copy for yourself. Absolutely. Well, that wraps another episode of the Business of Thought Leadership podcast. If you'd like all of the show notes and get to learn more about our excellent guest today, please go to thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Until next time, goodbye. 
You've been listening to the Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening. 